Bro, wait. wait. Wait, oh, sorry. I, I, the birds, they're going crazy. Good, bad, or bullshit. Hello, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where three guys uh, get together and discuss things they probably don't know about. Joining me today is uh, Senor Crofton Steers. Uh, Hola, Bo. Hola. That's right. I was trying to find what that word was. Um, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, doing pretty good. It's my last day of vacation, unfortunately. And I know, like, to listeners, they must be like, does this guy ever work? Because I think I've had, we've done like three or four podcasts while I've been on vacation. But I'll have them know I'm getting back to work tomorrow, and I am not looking forward to it. Yeah, it does feel like you're on perpetual vacation, actually. Um, <laughs> note that uh, <laughs> note that today is a Monday as well. What? It, it depends what day you're listening to it, Bo. Uh, it could be a Wednesday. Who knows? Maybe it's even a Friday. Oh, that's true. Okay. Um, so um, we had a... I think we had a discussion about violence at some point. Is that right? A mixed uh, martial arts episode. Yeah. Well, somewhat violence. Yeah, we talked about mixed martial arts. Um, yeah, so I wanted to um, just do a quick follow-up or check-in on my personal life uh, with respect to violence because, uh, you know, my position on violence was like, well, I can't look down my nose at it because I enjoy it in other forms and so I can't be dismissive of mixed martial arts. And I recently had the opportunity to play Max Payne 3. <laughs> have you heard uh, of this game? I've played the first two Max Paynes, but I've not not yet played the third one. Well, I'll just say it's incredibly violent. Um, it has a mechanic in the game where when you kill the last guy in a room, it'll slow motion, like John Woo style, a bullet entering into a guy. And then you have two options. You can keep firing bullets into the guy <laughs> until you empty your clip. And then the other button slows down time so that you can see all the gore in... Um, you know, careful detail. So I'll tell you, if we were trying to uh, dispel some of the preconceptions people would have about video games, you're doing a horrible job right now. Yeah, right? I, well, Max Payne is a perfect example of, you know, let's just glorify everything about violence. Um, I guess the title is a bit of a giveaway. It's from the same makers as Grand Theft Auto, and that one has, uh, I think, everybody who even doesn't play video games knows Grand Theft Auto by at least reputation. So Yeah, yeah. Max Payne. By the way, where's Mike? Uh, Mike, um, last we heard from Mike, there was a snake uh, chasing him. Uh, I think that he moved on, and where he is, there is no internet. So um, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Hopefully you're having a nice time in Indonesia, Mike, and... Uh, we're going to try and get him on the next episode, but um, I haven't heard from him yet. So, Yeah, I, I haven't heard from him since that snake either. Oh, well. Yeah, well, you know, he's surviving the dangers out there, uh, kind of like our own little Indiana Jones. <laughs> I totally have this, you know, Hollywood idea of what Indonesia is in my mind right now. I'm sure it's <laughs> nothing like it. I hope it's not Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom because that was India. And even then that was bastardized. But that was a good adventure, so, you know. All right, so I'm at Mike's house today. Um, we are going to pull this rap, random topic generator thing and see what we can come up with. Um, you ready, Crofton? I was born ready, Bo. All right, let's do this. 
think I'm supposed to close my mouth. That's what she said. <laughs> you really got to stop making jokes while I've got this thing on. It causes me to inhale a lot of this crap. Again, again, that's, uh, never mind. <laughs> okay. All right. So the topic today is review aggregators. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, I think so. But how about you explain it to me like I'm five? Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure review aggregators is the right term for this. But, uh, you know, since the advent of the Internet, um, there are a lot of uh, sites and services that rely on kind of crowdsourcing opinion. So imagine going around your town or going around your circle of friends and being like, did you like this movie? Did you like this movie? Did you like this movie? Uh, maybe everyone liked a particular movie, let's say. Uh, but it's a really small sample size. Well, now with the power of the Internet, you can pull really large groups to find out, you know, if a movie's worth going and seeing. I remember watching like uh, Rod, Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel give reviews of things and maybe trying to make it an informed decision about a movie that I was interested in. Uh, and that just seems so uh, out of date to do something like that. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, no, I remember, I remember Siskel and Ebert, Siskel and Roper, uh, uh, sorry, Ebert and Roper and the, the whole nine yards. But, uh, definitely there's tons of, there's been tons of reviews on the internet. I've been going to, to tons of review sites, but that's not what you mean, right? Do you mean like when I go to, to video game review sites or movie review sites, uh, do you mean like the comment section where they sort of aggregate what people think about it? Or do you mean... Well, yeah, I guess I guess what I'm thinking about the two sites that come to mind as review aggregators are Metacritic, um, which is more of an all-purpose one, if you kind of ask me. And the one that uh, really sort of incenses me at times are is RottenTomatoes.com, which it may pull other sites may feed into the same sort of data. I don't, I don't really know how it works, but um, basically the idea is, you know, and this happens on the iTunes uh, store as well. If you're shopping for movies and TV shows and music on there um you know you can't it's hard to avoid uh you know you're looking for a trailer and then you're kind of curious about what the reception of a film is and so you you just you're lured to these sites because you know that they're there and they um you know take all of the maybe five star ratings and rate them so there might be a movie you're interested in seeing and, and it's got two stars and you might not go see that movie or it might just even color uh, how you feel about the movie. You know, I, I get this great sense of you might be more dismissive of it when you view it, but it's just really hard to avoid these types of sites. The specific example that comes to my mind was, um, and it happens in reverse as well, is I, I uh, recently purchased The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. This is the, the recent release of the Peter Jackson film. And I thought it was amazing. I mean, I really enjoyed the film and I'm looking forward to the next two. Uh, and you know, when I went online to look it up, I think it was like a Rotten Tomatoes. It's about 50%. I think that it was reviewed as, and I was incensed. <laughs> yeah. You felt, you felt the deserve to be higher. Yeah. Well, you know, it deserved to be higher. I just disagreed with it. And then I think that's probably how you get into the game of, I don't know, participating in these sites. Cause you know, you want your opinion to be heard, but yeah, okay, so I'm just, I just went to go check it really quickly on there. It's at 65%, which is still low. And, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to, to, to figure out is 
what's the point of review aggregators? Why do we visit them? There's all kinds of ads on them. Can you help answer this? Uh, do you use review aggregators for anything? I I do use review aggregators. Um, uh, there's a couple. Uh, two of the big ones you mentioned, Metacritic, which is sort of multidisciplinary, and Rotten Tomatoes, which seems like one of the older ones uh, now that sort of has a reputation, but maybe the mythology behind it, methodology behind it is not super sound. Um, and then there's uh, there's GameRankings.com for video games. There's a couple of others. And a lot of websites, as I sort of touched on earlier, will actually have like sort of average reviews. Uh, your users can give reviews to things um, and they'll have like the average user review on that website. So, for example, GameSpot is a big video game review website. All the users of GameSpot might review a game and they'll have the aggregate review score. Metacritic is big on this where they'll have like a community review score to go with um, what the average review score is. I think like the the, the thing is, is, is really it's laziness to a certain extent. And to answer your question, yes, I use them. And one of the reasons I use them is because instead of visiting, you know, five, six different sites, get different opinions on something, I have all the opinions put together there. And often they, 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 they'll develop like a cute little number, an average or what have you at the end, and you can look at the number. But also, when you, when you click on like a film, be it on Rotten Tomatoes, you'll have quotes from each of the reviews, yeah. and then there's a link to each of the reviews. Or in the case of Metacritic, it'll be like sort of like a line from the review that may encapsulate the entirety uh, of it. And, you're, and you think, oh, if I want to learn more, or if, oh, this is, this is the IGN review, I'm curious to go there. Instead of going to IGN, I can just link to the review directly from the site go back, read another review and all that. So it's for ease uh, ease of use and laziness, I think, mostly. Yeah, like, cause here's the thing. Like, you can go and seek this stuff out. But there are, there are services that I use on my PC in, in the sort of modern way that we live where I can get my movies and I can get a lot of digital content um, online. But it applies to, like, things like purchasing computers at a Future Shop or, or a tech store. Um, you know, every site seems to that offers some kind of service seems to add this as a feature. And I'm going to like, you know, the one that I see a lot is um, on the iTunes store there for movies, at least it'll if you, you know, you'll click on the movie, you'll read it and maybe watch the trailer. And I just can't help but click on that ratings and reviews button. And it's got the critic reviews on there, as well as the tomato meter from Rotten Tomatoes and then the iTunes comments. And you know, I think that I think that it's it's just it's just bad because you know we're judging a movie based on popular opinion, right? But you know, does it actually help? You know, say that something's good or say that something like, is this actually useful? And my sense was that it, it's not because if I watched The Hobbit and really loved it, and then <clears throat> when I talk to individuals about it, like at work or um, family or whatever, you know, I felt like I heard criticisms that I saw in the in the review aggregator because of course I read you know it's like it's like an, it's like having a scab that you want to scratch off like it feels good to scratch it but then it hurts and starts bleeding that's a pretty gross analogy um, <laughs> you know and, and so I'm hearing like well the, you know one of the things was oh that uh, uh, Peter Jackson made the Hobbit into three films when it wasn't necessary and I'm like so I saw a lot of comments like that in the in the um, 
in the review aggregator and i'm just like what came first comments in the review aggregator or people like i don't want to say people i talk to don't have their own opinions about things but i think that this is becoming so ubiquitous especially people who make frequent use of computers and services like this that it's like i feel like my brain's being indoctrinated when i'm reading some of this stuff because it's it's like you know it touts itself as some kind of barometer but i mean the whole site of rotten tomatoes is dedicated to you know rating things and i don't go deep enough to actually read deep reviews because i read like the <laughs> it's funny because i read the beginning of like every critic's thing and i'm like oh i really don't want to read this person's opinion and like why am i on this to begin with you know but i i find myself there i think because of the prominence of you know here click a uh, metacritic a steam is a platform for video games on the steam store pages the metacritic ranking is on the steam store page before you buy you can look at that so i'll be looking at games like oh that looks interesting and then look at the metacritic thing and and even though your argument or not your argument but your comment that like you can read the reviews thoroughly and come up with an informed decision i find that just my general uses i read the number i read a few of the excerpts and i'm forming opinions but that's that's everyone's use bo and yeah. that's 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 the problem there's all sorts of reviewers for all sorts of different things that have been like and you know siskel and ebert sort of started this with the thumbs up thumbs down thing and they're they're ebert says himself has said that he feels that he's victim of his own creation in the sense that people look for that simplified they want that quick answer they want that quick the quick information and and uh, so often individual reviews will have scores thumbs up thumbs down stars whatever and and now um with with all these different review providers respected review providers there's a quick and easy way to aggregate that information and and make it available um at, at the quick touch of a finger now I definitely see this as being somewhat problematic, but I have to admit something right off, which is that I am heavily influenced by this stuff. And what, but what I mean by that is that my time is valuable. Um, going to see a movie, I used to go see all movies in theaters. I rarely go see movies in theaters anymore. Even like the television shows I watch or the you know video games I play, books I read. Before before embarking on that, before investing my time, I want to know which ones uh, may be worth it, and yeah. and uh, I find uh, that that uh, more and more, I'm leaning towards these things, especially especially with movies in theaters. Uh, you know, like uh, I was. Example, I was highly anticipating the Superman movie that I've yet to see, The Man of Steel. Yeah, um, and then the reviews came out, and and. Uh, Let's be fair. I read a bunch of them, but I started on on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, and was like, "Oh man, I was getting I was getting the sense that it wasn't a fun time, that it took itself too seriously, and all this sort of thing." Let's let's be clear. I have not seen the movie, uh, but but that that is sort of my takeaway from it. Um, I also listen to podcasts and that sort of thing where they they go into it in more detail. You could say it's spoiling it spoiling for me, but I barely have any intention to watch it. I might watch it if it's on Netflix or something like that. Uh, and the review aggregators were were what le- what led me to the, there. If they did not exist, I would base myself purely off hype and advertising. Uh, so in that way, they allow me to make at least a somewhat informed decision when consuming a product. That's a good thing, I guess. 
Yeah, I, I guess, you know, the more substantive comments are helpful. Um, but, you know, I, I think I think it's the simplification that really sort of sort of irks me um, because, you know, the, you, you could end up liking something or discovering a gem um, regardless of people's opinions. The genius, I think, of the Ebert and Siskel system is that it, I think it felt to me, and maybe I think if memory serves, they just give thumbs up or thumbs down, and sometimes they both give thumbs up or both give thumbs down. But it's it, what they're trying to do is say, is, is this worth going to see? You know, they're not like the rankings come; they do all kinds of funny math now and give you percentages because it's a, a larger pool. But like, I th- you know, I think if you you know get to know. Um, you watch a few episodes of that and either they're on your level or they're not. And if they're not, you're not going to watch it anymore. But I think they're just trying to answer a simple question, kind of like what we do. Is it good, bad or bullshit? I'm not given this 92%. And, um, you know, some of, especially in the user score, some of the comments are absolutely stupefying, right? Like everyone gets to feel like they're participating. And I think, I, you know, let people have their fun or, or you know, if they want to be pseudo critics or amateur critics on these sites, I think that's great. But it seems to me like it's bleeding into the services that I use. Um, even on Netflix, you can rank things with stars. And I'm not sure if, if it tells you what the overall uh, user base thinks of particular things on there. But like it's everywhere. Ranking something, you know, is everywhere. Did you like this? Did you like this? Um, you know. And people love that stuff. There's even on even on like uh, entertainment pages or whatever. They're top ten list, yeah. top well, hundred list. Well, it, people it, love it. Internet stuff is like is based on level of interactivity, right? Like if you have a site that's not inter- like I think that's a principle of design to keep coming back and like being interactive is important, right? Not just coming to view content. You, no, I, yeah. I, I agree with that for sure. I think there's an inherent there's an inherent uh, dark side to it, and and I'll, I, an example of which, and this was a fairly high profile example. Uh, there's a video game um, called Fallout New Vegas, and it was it was developed by this company called Obsidian, and Obsidian was told that their staff only got a, a, a financial bonus, like a payment bonus, if the game obtained higher than 85 on Metacritic, which it didn't. And for the record, like some of the versions obtained as high as 84. Oh. Uh, so like some, somewhat heartbreaking, right? But, like the, but, but the, the developers said, um, and the publisher said, you know what? We want to ensure quality on our product. So we're telling, we've, we feel now we have a metric that we can use to measure quality. And it is, in, in, in this case, it is Metacritic. And so they used it and, the, and they put, put it and said, you guys are going to make a quality game. And the way we know that, and the way we're going to ensure that is that you're going to get a financial bonus if you do it. Now, in a way, it sounds nefarious, but on the other on the other hand, and it's so it's so um, you know it's it, it, it's not very uh, uh, fair in many ways. Like in in that case, I would have definitely given them the benefit of the doubt. But in another way, it's never really been possible to measure quality in some sort of qualitative way before. Uh, and so now now they're like, hey, this isn't just one person. This is you know. All of the critic critics of the internet coming together in one number, yeah. and we're evaluating uh, your product based on that one number, and that allows 
us to therefore, you know, provide a financial incentive to quality and not just, you know, not just quantity or not just, uh, uh, not just putting out something that's, um, that's got a brand name on it or whatever. Yes, it is, it is really concerning, I think, because then again, what we're kind of doing is we're in those particular cases, whether it's movies or, um, just any of the culture we create, we're kind of placating to this imaginary mass of who, you know, because anyone can access these sites with any sort of bias or disposition and, and review the things. So you might want to make something unsettling and unique, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's it's bad. You know, I'm thinking I recently saw, because we, we talked a lot about Ryan Gosling on some previous episodes, uh, Apparently, Actually, I, to be clear, Bo, you talked a lot about Ryan yeah, Gosling. Yeah, I, I probably have a secret man crush on Ryan Gosling. Also, um, Ryan Gosling, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show as a guest host. That that offer still stands. Ryan um, Gosling's not listening. Yeah, well, you know, he's an attractive white man. It's hard to hear things when you're attractive and white. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think that was incredibly racist. Hang on. <laughs> my brain is processing what came out of my mouth. Um, uh, but my sense is that, uh, you know, this movie only God forgives. I'm not going to jump up onto the rooftops and be like, this is the movie that everyone has to see, but I watched it and it was a little unsettling, a little weird as all the director is notorious for this. He also did drive, which was probably a more visible film for more of our listeners. Um, also starring Ryan Gosling, but I, I really kind of enjoyed only God forgives. And, um, you know, it has like, it's got like 40% tomato meter. And did you, did you enjoy that movie? I saw one review for it on TV where one guy gave it zero and the other guy gave it three out of 10. Right. Because I think what's, what happens is we're entering into this homogenous view of how, what films should be based on the masses. And now like, and I have con- conflicting feelings about this because I like the internet. I like this cool technology that's interactive. I like that people get to have a voice, but the same token, I think if we measure ourselves up against the opinions of billions, um, you know, the thing that that makes your which if you've what you've created is a film, but not one that seeks to appeal to the that standard, then that standard is flawed and is not measuring anything. It's clearly not, you know, in the spectrum of I'm going to get some popcorn and go watch a, a light breezy movie on Friday night. It's horrible. It should get like negative ten thousand points. But don't don't you think though? Uh, don't you think, and not not about this Ryan Gosling movie, but in general, don't don't you think that that what you're talking about more is people who create accounts on the internet and less like the the people that are on Rotten Tomatoes that that. That contribute to the tomato meter score, the people that contribute to the Metacritic rating, these are like certified critics of generally well-established organizations. I think Metacritic in particular weighs its ratio um, dependent on the organization. It, it has like, you know, high high ranking ones and lower yeah. ranking ones and that sort of thing. Yeah, for its reputation. But I mean, it's still just people's opinions. Like, you know, they're they're faceless to me. Like, I know who Gene Siskel is and Robert Ebert is. Uh, maybe a little bit less Roper. I didn't really watch during that time. But, uh, you know, these people achieved celebrity and notoriety. You know, I'm, I'm scrolling through a list now on... Um, I just so happen to be on Cabin in the Woods, which is a movie I heard was really good. The tomato meter is 92% and 74% of people like it. I hear it's Joss Whedon, the guy who did the Avengers movie. Um, so, you know, he's got some mainstream appeal. 
it's like every single critic is kissing this guy's butt. And like I'm looking at all the names and I'm like, they're 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 who cares? Like maybe they're professional reviewers, but it's also who cares? You know, but maybe that's that's about you and criticism. I know for 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 myself personally, I develop sort of affinities with certain reviewers. Uh, and, and when I see guy, there's some guys like Leonard Malton uh, with regards to uh, movies and that have been around forever. And then you've got you've got you know new newer guys, especially on the video game front. I know. I know certain guys. I know what games they like. I know what games they don't like. I know which ones are most like me. You get to know certain guys. If you rely only on the review aggregators, that's where it starts to – like if you start just looking at the number, just looking at the sound bites and all that sort of stuff, you're doing yourself a disservice, right? Yeah, and I think, but I think the point – like I think that point is well taken if you have the interest in being an informed reader of reviews – and you search and find those people that have meaningful things that speak to you and you, you, you feel similar to them. I think that's great. I don't think I have the interest that extends that far. And yet I still find myself on these sites because the point I was actually trying to sort of underscore here is that culturally, uh, like in, in, on a, in, a, in a wider scale, you know, when we're creating film or when we're creating even video games for that matter um, – you know, there needs to be room to create unsettling, unusual things. There's a great quote by George Bernard Shaw, and it's my turn to get a quote. It's too bad Mike's not here to bask in it. But um, the world is upheld by reasonable men. All progress, therefore, depends on the unreasonable man. And he used man, I should say person, because I don't want to be like that. But um, the, the idea, the, the fear that I have, or the thing that makes me icky about this is just... You know, the homogenization of, you know, what's good and what's not and, and the standard that we set for ourselves, which, you know, I, we tend to like things that are quirky and unusual that, that do eventually maybe move their way into the mainstream, but are weird and rejected at first. So I don't I don't know that I trust these things yet. I find myself on them. And I think that's the problem is I actually don't want to be a part of any review aggregator, um, but it's just so easy to click over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, I I know it's and and you touch on you touch on a base urge that is important to a lot of a lot of not just review aggregation sites but the internet in general yeah. and people people have shorter attention spans and and this allows them to uh efficiently use or, or as they feel use their time and locate where to in, in, invest their time it also says something about our ADD culture right that we we need we need these things the the quicker the simple number and all that sort of thing and I'll, I'll be honest even me who who reads a fair amount of reviews um, and honestly I there's a lot to be said and we can do a whole separate topic on reviews and criticism because you know, I'm ruining a lot of things for myself, I'm sure, reading these reviews beforehand. But often, I will go right down to the bottom of whatever review it is and see what score they gave the gave the game, then go back to the top and start reading the review. Everybody wants that quick fix, that number. They need, they need, it's like, it's like, uh, the twist at the end of the movie or whatever you you need to know what it is um and, and then the words come afterwards in many ways and these these review aggregators provide us with the ultimate number uh the without without any of any of the 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 fluff that you just get one number and you're like okay this is 
on a, on a uniform scale that we use every time for all movies, this is what this movie's rated. It doesn't mean that you're not going to like a 20% movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it might be totally in your wheelhouse, but on the other hand, it might, it, you might never see it because you, you base yourself on the, uh, on the review aggregator. I know I'm seeing a lot less. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I can agree with that. Like, I just, I don't feel that it's, it's actually useful to anybody. Like, I feel like the, this sort of service is parasitic. Like, I think maybe if you're following an actual critic who takes their job seriously, then great. But, you know, just the way the whole news reporting industry is going. Like, I just, I happen to, to glide back over to the Hobbit Rotten Tomatoes page, and it's like, it, you know, it's just, they're, they're trashing the Hobbit in their little, their little sentences here. And I'm like, oh, I'm so mad. It's so, like... We have a world where there's an actual good Hobbit movie being made. Like, shut up. So anyways, I get all well, ragey when I'm just going to close the site. because I, I No, can't I, I understand. And there's something to be said about individuals such as yourself identifying so strongly with a work of fiction, a, a work of, you know, entertainment that you're taking essentially what is criticism against a movie that you like and you're going to tell other people is good as practically a slight against yourself. You know, it's making you angry. And I know that there is... There's, there's um, research that says that, that people will identify not just with works of entertainment, but with also, also brands. You see these like... Uh, as I think as he, a part of identity, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ga- GameSpot ran a video on this not too long ago about, you know, Xbox and PlayStation fanboys. And oh, sort of, no. <laughs> it's sort of, sort of explaining how like somebody will take a slate against their 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 console or their or of choice, their product of choice as a slate, their brain product processes in the same way as a slight against them personally and that's why that's why reviews in general are tricky because you look at these things and and you might like something that the majority of people uh you, you know don't like or 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 the majority of critics don't like and you often see this rage against the 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 illuminati or the 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 criticism of the of the highfalutin critics, right? Uh, right. But 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 really, it 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 um, just be the 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 rule of thumb is that if it if it means something to you, it it's good for you, and you don't really need to care what other people are thinking. But then I I agree a hundred percent with with what you're saying. It can be very frustrating when a person such as myself, who has never seen the Hobbit movie, would go up to you and start saying, "Oh, you know." It's really annoying that because it's the, the the movie is too long or this and this. Even though I have you know never seen it, basing myself on 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 the judgments of the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just and, and so I, I get to that point where I'm just like, what the hell purpose is any of this? So that's you know I think I'm gonna just at this point start repeating myself. Uh, <laughs> so, you know I'm pretty much ready to turn in a verdict. I don't know about you. Do you have anything else that you want to add about review aggregators or? Well, I would just say again, um, because I feel I feel badly uh, when you just issued a quote, and I haven't uh, I haven't been issuing quotes as much it, as, as this, you and yeah, Mike. This and, isn't and, one I practice for. I know it like by heart. It's well, just one I, I, carry I practiced with me. for this one, Bo. I did because last time I used a quote, it was one I made up from the great Tito Ortiz, <laughs> uh, and I felt badly because Tito didn't exactly say word for word. Uh, what I gave him credit was saying. So I'm going to give you an actual Tito Ortiz quote this time, Bo. Here it is. I have one simple motto, train for the worst and the best will happen. 
So there you go. Words to live by. Yeah, seems prudent. Seems like decent advice. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we could change that and say review for the worst and the best will Happen? be will will be enjoyed by you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, that's why I quote other people. I will try it and tell you about its results. I'm not going to dismiss it outright. Oh, but All right. Let's hit up some reviews. You go first. All right. So uh, my review on review aggregators, irony not lost on me here, um, is that review aggregators are complete bullshit. Oh, yeah. Give it to him, Charles. Uh, so, yeah, bullshit. I'm going to give it two bullshits. <laughs> Okay, Crofton, you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I, I get I get what you're saying. Your points were well 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 made, Bo. And uh, you know, I think I think about them the review aggregator, uh, and I see I see all the sort of dark side to it, and in, in the way that it can be be used uh, used for evil. But in the end, it's a tool, and it's one that I use regularly. Um, it hasn't diluted the way that I approach, you know, criticism or anything. If anything, it's enhanced it. I know that's not the same for everyone. I am aware of the effect that it has on the development of these products, from TVs, to, uh, TV shows, to movies, to video games. Um, they're all uh, to music. Uh, everybody's looking at the Metacritic score now. Everybody's looking at the Rotten Tomatoes or, or the game rankings or whatever. Um, that said, a tool is a tool, uh, and I feel that this tool is a good one. So I'm going to have to say that it, uh, review aggregators are good. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on the uh, you know I like new technology and I like new methods of interactivity. That's that's the part of it that I think that's so frustrating. Uh, so maybe this is just a step along the way to better aggregation of opinion. Uh, if you want to find some funny reviews, uh, go to the hip hop and rap section of iTunes and look at the comments there. They're kind of amusing, actually. You know, well, Bo, train for the worst and the best will happen. You know, Lil, Lil Wayne is the dopest MC of all time. No, he's fake and his music sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but those are just people, right? Yeah, but it's they're, they write it in the reviews. And so it's, it's when the review section becomes just a trolling internet comment forum. But, uh, you know, that's for another day. All right. Any closing thoughts? Uh, no, I just, just it, you know, it is interesting. It, it is uh, it is funny how, like, these, these um, the, the way the Internet's gone forward, how there's these new creations all the time and, and how they weave their way into our lives. And we did one on Wikipedia. Now we've done one on review aggregators. Gives you a sense of, of, of how one man's bullshit can be another man's treasure. Yep, that's true. Uh, we're accepting of all, all opinions. But I got to say, that one opinion about, you know, Peter Jackson making three movies out of The Hobbit being a bad thing. I mean, if they're as good as the first, I want to see ten installments, please. Okay, so um, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, we're, I think, uh, we kind of ran long, so we're just going to pass over the mailbag today. Uh, we'll hit it up on the next one. Um, if you want to find us on the internet, you can find us at gbbpodcast.com. Uh, that's the initials for good, bad, bullshit, podcast.com. And there you'll find links to our 
show on iTunes or some RSS subscribe links, uh, as well as I write some pretty decent descriptions. So uh, if somebody reads them, that'd be great. Tell me what you, you do. Think. You do, honestly. Actually, your description on Anarchy was probably more informative than our entire conversation. Yeah, well, that's the great thing about the show is that um, sometimes, you know, I'm like, I got to write the show description. So I'm like, well... You know, let me find a link and let me do this. And, and I also had the Noam Chomsky quote at the beginning. So I end up, you know, Googling things and finding out stuff. I spent like two or three hours researching anarchy after the show. Maybe one of these days we'll start doing follow-up shows <laughs> on certain topics. Then then you'll be the smartest of all of us. Yeah. It'll be a nice change for you. <laughs> nice. That's what she said. Oh, no. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so if, if you know, we love to hear your topics. Again, I've been I've been chatting with people that I know who uh, have been listening to the show. Uh, so you know, if that's one of you, please write in and uh, we'll read your um, you know letter on the show. Just not today, but that's just an exception. Um, and uh, you can email us at goodbadbs at gmail dot com. So it's goodbad and bs at gmail dot com. Uh, Crofton, where can uh, our fine listeners find you on uh, on the internet? Not in Indonesia. They can follow me at, at Crofton Steers on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, so if you do want to look for Michael Hodgins, uh, you can find him at Indonesia on Twitter as well. <laughs> no, really, you can't. Uh, and if you want to follow my Twitter account, it's at Bo Schwartz. Um, okay, so uh, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Crofton? Yes, Bo? Um, so... Uh, do you want to go to Metacritic and create a maybe an entry for our podcast and see what anybody has to say on it? Yeah, we, we would actually need reviewers to review it. And I don't even know Metacritic does podcasts. Yeah, yeah, they should, though. I guess so, but th- I think this falls under publicity. You were talking about how you know sites use uh, these oh, services right. to publicize, and um, you know your uh, performance evaluation is coming around again soon. So yeah, so- you know what? On second thought, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Excellent, man. All right, it's been a pleasure uh, hanging out with uh, you guys, and I'll uh, see you on the next one. All right, see you later, Bo. Later, later. That's what she said.